have a trustees meeting in May at all, though. Uh, again, line dancing and the farmer's market the following week. Uh, May 12th, we have the blood drive. Uh, also, the finance and ad board meeting at 6.30. And then lastly, on May 13th, we have the food pantry that's open. All right, let's get to some worship. If you could all join me in the call to worship. How manifold are your works, O Lord. In, in wisdom, wisdom you have, you have made, made them all. The, the earth is full of, of your creatures. creatures. You send forth your spirit, and they are created. And, and so you renew the face of the earth. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God while I have my being. And if you could open your hymnals to page 451, our first hymn is Be Thou My Vision. Please join me in our opening prayer. Holy God, who, who comes, comes to us in breath, breath visits us from the throne of heaven, and sets us aflame with amazement and joy. You open our paths to new visions, and guide our feet deeper into your wisdom. Give us faith to trust your presence through Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our second hymn is found on page 173, Christ whose glory fills the skies.
If you would please join me in our prayer for illumination. Holy Holy wisdom, wisdom, you are the pillar of fire that leads us into each new moment of our lives. By the power of your spirit, settle now into our hearts and illumine your will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Because God first loved us, we are made to love one another. For the sake of the life of the world, offer yourselves, your time, and your possessions as signs of love. Page 95 for our doxology. Make us thankful every day, O God, for the gifts that alight upon us from your bounty. Guide us to use these offerings to your glory for the health of your people and this creation. Amen. I'd like to now invite all of our youth and children to come on up over here for our youth moment. Um, If you could please keep your masks on just so we're extra, extra careful and safe. Oh, and Pastor's going to sit down. There's one. Okay, you can sit over in the shade.
How are you guys doing this morning? Yeah. You guys like the nice weather today? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay, well that's why we're in the shade, so we don't get too hot or, or get sunburned. So I have a question for you guys. Do you guys know what it means to make a plan? Okay, sit down. Okay, Olivia, do you, when, what, what's a plan? Okay, so like if you were maybe having a party or something, you plan ahead so everything, everything is, is going good and you don't have any crazy surprises? Yes. Okay, a plan can be to make something new, absolutely. What do you want to say? Um, maybe we could, maybe after this, we could have some, make something like surprises. If we had surprises, that can absolutely be a plan. Okay, okay, put your hand down. So, who makes plans? Go ahead, who makes plans? Um, people or something? Okay. Who makes plans or something? What were you going to say? Okay, so people make plans. Do kids make plans? Yeah. Grown-ups make plans. Do you think animals make plans? I don't know. I think some of them do because, like, when a bird is going to, wants to lay eggs, they build a nest. And they've got to have some idea what they're doing, right, to, to plan out where is a safe place for a nest. A tree, yeah, absolutely. That's almost always a good place. Yes, thank you. Go ahead, Olivia. Awesome. That, that is that is a good thing to do. Olivia, how did your birdies fall down on the tree and lay down? How did they get there? They were cutting down part of the tree and they didn't know the nest was in there. So when the nest fell, they saved the birdies and put them somewhere safe so they could keep growing. Okay, do you guys think God makes plans? I, I don't I think so. Okay. Can you think of a plan that God has, has made before? Something we've read about maybe in the Bible? Oh, I know read in the Bible, Alex. I don't know. Okay. 
what about when Noah had to build the ark because the world was going to flood? That, that was part of God's plan. Um, what about when Jesus came to save the world? That was part of God's plan. Yep. Right, that was part of the plan. Whose, whose plans are most important, do you think? Your plans are most important, <laughs> okay? God's plans. What about what about you? God's plans. What about you? God's plans. Anybody else? Okay. Well, I would have to agree that I think God's plans are the most important, especially because God's really in control. But sometimes it can be hard to know what God's plans are, and we might miss something God's trying to tell us. So we always need to do our best to try and listen for God. And we can do that when we pray. We can do that when it's quiet and we just try to, to not let anything distract us. We can even close our eyes and just kind of sit in the quiet. And a lot of times God will talk to us. Okay? So in a little while, I'm going to talk to the adults about, about God's plans um, and stuff. But anytime. We make plans, our own plans, and we can still make our own plans. We have to, the important thing for us when we make our plans is to think about why we're doing them. If we're making plans because they're good things to help people, that is a good thing to do. But if we're making plans that might hurt someone else or are selfish, we don't want to make those kinds of plans, okay? Can we, can we work on that, everybody? Because I know it's hard because there's a lot going on and and we we're all growing and trying to be the best people we can be. Yes. But what if the adult thinks of their plans and what if they say no? Well, sometimes that happens when we make plans. Sometimes when when kids make plans, adults might say no. Sometimes when adults make plans, other adults might say no. And sometimes when any of us make plans, God might say no. But we have to trust that God wants what's best for us. That's right. We try our best. Okay, we don't have to do the Lord's Prayer right now because we're going to do it later during communion, but you guys did a super, super awesome job, and we have the suckers over here. That's who the flower for. Who's the flower for? It's for my, it's for my Sunday school teacher. Okay. I'm going to bring it to her. I hope she likes okay, it. Okay, just one sucker. Um, one. Um, one. Gonna, I think I'm going to get this to my mother you have a baby tooth? Awesome. I haven't, I, I haven't lost my teeth. Okay, everybody got a sucker? Okay. Let's go, Miss, uh, Miss Linda's inside, and are you, are you taking them all in? Awesome. Okay, everybody follow Miss Kelly. Everybody got one? I don't know if I can throw one of these up to Rick into the window. I have a feeling I might miss. We'll get you one later. <laughs> I don't need to be breaking windows. <laughs> Where's mine? All right. If you would look in your bulletin, you will see we have... Uh, myriad of things on our prayer requests. Um, we have prayers for 
Jessica Bayshore for a speedy recovery from her foot surgery. We have prayers, continued prayers for Nicole's parents who are in Florida and both fighting COVID. Um, we're praying for Bob Wheatley, who is still in treatment for his cancer, and they're working to get his medication straightened out so it doesn't cause more heart issues. Um, we have prayers for... Hold on one second, because I think I was handed an update. So we have prayers for... Jenny, Tracy, and Molly, who are fighting cancer. Um, we have prayers for Dean, who is having some medical issues. Prayers for Maddox, who is a, a very young individual, very new to this world, um, and may have cystic fibrosis. Uh, continued prayers for Nancy Miller, who is now home and recovering from COVID. Um, when I spoke to her last, she sounded very good and very optimistic, uh, but she knows it may be a longer path uh, to getting fully healthy again because COVID can can do some serious damage. Um, prayers for Dwayne's family. Uh, he has passed away. Uh, it, that is Rosemary's brother-in-law. Uh, prayers for the Penrix family. Uh, Darlene passed away from COVID complications. Continued prayers for Phyllis uh, Ross. As we mentioned last week, Terry passed away last Sunday morning. Um, prayers for Andrea Boley's aunt, Sherry, who is with hospice care. Um, continued prayers for Sam, who received a double lung transplant because of complications from COVID. Um, again, that was not one that I knew we were capable of doing, and I'm very thankful we are, and hopefully his... His body will not reject that transplant. Uh, prayers for Bill Marshall and his family. He has been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, um, which has moved also to his brain and hip um, in addition to his lungs. Um, it's a very hard time for he and his family. Cards and phone calls of support um, are always appreciated. Uh, Bill and Sherry uh, are longtime members of our church if, if you are not familiar with them. Um, we have prayers for Ethan and Megan, uh, Lisa's son and daughter-in-law. They are expecting their second child. Uh, so we're praying for a safe delivery and a healthy baby and a healthy mom. Um, and then prayers for both of them because they're not going to sleep for a while. Um, <laughs> we have uh, prayers of praise to our awesome God. Sheila's friend Paula has been told she is cancer-free. Uh, prayers for Ken Boley. Um, his hand was injured in a saw accident. Um, uh, two of his fingers were, were cut up pretty bad. Um, and then prayers uh, for Vicki Barber um, is Abigail's grandma. She is uh, in critical condition in the hospital with COVID. Um, and as we have all seen over the many months, that that doesn't always turn out the way we hope it will. But... We pray that God will, will watch over her and help her to heal. If you would join me in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, you have heard the names that we have lifted this morning, asking for healing as well as giving thanks for those who have been healed. We also lift the other 
names that are on our hearts and our minds that we have not spoken aloud. God, we, we ask for healing for anyone who is suffering, whether physically, emotionally, or mentally. And God, we, we give you thanks for the efforts of so many people in this world who work to keep us healthy and safe. All of our medical professionals, all of our servicemen and women serving in the military, our police and firefighters, our first responders, and countless, countless more. God, we ask that you would bless them, guide their hands and, and their efforts, live in their hearts and minds. We give you thanks for their sacrifices of their time, their efforts, and in some cases, their lives. God, we also lift our world to you. We continue to be surrounded by controversy and confusion, anger and hatred, racism and, and other isms that are tearing us apart, not just from one another, but tearing us apart inside. God, help us to see each other the way you see us as your beloved children, all equal and worthy of being and grace and mercy and love. Inspire us to find ways to work together for peace, knowing that we on our own cannot bring about true peace, but we pray that we might work alongside your Holy Spirit, that it would envelop this world, that all of our actions, all of our, our feelings from our hearts might come from a place of love and peace. God, we also, we lift up today all of those who feel broken. Many are the same who we lift up as suffering, but there are so many who are feeling broken by things that keep happening in our world. We continue to see killing. We continue to see injustice. We continue to see evil. God, help us to find ways to stand against these things, but to do so in loving ways that can help turn everyone towards love. We know we have free will. We know we are not perfect. But we also know that you want what is best for us, that you love us, and we know that if we trust in you, amazing things can happen in our world. All of these things, as well as those that we keep quietly upon our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sister Julian of Norwich spoke these words of faith. All people who shall be saved while we are in this world have in us a marvelous mixture of both well-being and woe. We have in us our risen Lord, Jesus Christ. We have in us the misery of the harm of Adam's falling and dying. We are steadfast protected by Christ, and by the touch of his grace, we are raised into sure trust of salvation. And by Adam's fall, our perceptions are so shattered in various ways by sin and by different sufferings that we are so darkened and blinded that we can hardly find any comfort. 
In the strong assurance of pardon, let us now confess our sins. If you would please join me in our prayer of confession. Without your power, O God, we are lost. We have done the things we would avoid, and what you desire we have not done. By your purifying fire, transform our lives. Guide us into honesty and compassion, so that filled with your peace, our dreams and visions may be one with yours. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. By the power in whom we live and move and have our being, I pronounce to you the complete forgiveness of all your sins through the Holy Trinity, one God whose mercy is everlasting. Amen. Please join me in our affirmation of faith, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our second scripture reading comes from James, chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. Now listen, you know, you, let me start over. <laughs> now listen. You who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? Are you a mist? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone, then, knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to, to God. God. Please open your hymnals to page 593 for our next hymn, Here I Am, Lord.
Listening to that beautiful music, I was staring up into the sky and noticed uh, a couple large turkey vultures. And I'm going to remind all of our uh, our liturgists as well as myself: don't wear brown when we're outside, just in case. All right, our script, third scripture reading for this morning comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, verses 16 through 23. Whoever keeps commandments keeps their life. But whoever shows contempt for their ways will die. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. Discipline your children, for in that there is hope. Do not be a willing party to their death. A hot-tempered person must pay the penalty. Rescue them, and you will have to do it again. Listen to advice and accept discipline, and at the end you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. What a person desires is unfailing love. Better to be poor than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. This is the word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. Please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Loving and merciful God, you see all time, past, present, and future at once. You have plans that you work with in your time, plans that we may not understand or even see. We like to think we are in control of the world and everything in it, but deep down, we know that you are in control and that you want what is best for us. Help us, O God, to listen for where you call us, to trust by following your lead, and to love you, others, and ourselves enough to follow through. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, here we are once again. We are now in week three of our current sermon series titled Proverbs, Words of Wisdom. The book of Proverbs, as I have mentioned previously, is typically described as an anthology of collections of sayings and instructions, whose primary purpose is to teach wisdom to both the young and the old. 
Last week, we focused on Proverbs chapter 17, verses 17 through 22, and the idea of a cheerful heart and the effect it has on our lives and our health. The week before that, we focused on Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 27, and the instruction to guard one's heart. We focused on how the heart is where everything we do flows from, and that it holds our capacity to live with joy and vigor. This week, we are moving on to our reading from Proverbs that you just heard from me reading, chapter 19, verses 16 through 23. And while this passage has a lot of pieces to it, instruction and uh, wise sayings, there will be one verse that we're going to focus on more than, than the others. This message is titled, Human Plans. Now, there is an old Yiddish proverb that says, we plan, God laughs. Now, is that not the truth? Not that God is laughing at us necessarily. I think of this saying as more of as humans, we make plans based on our perceived sense of control in our lives and in the world. And I think sometimes God is amused by that. And not in a mean or mocking way by any means, but more in like how an adult might be amused by a child sharing their plans to ride their bike off into the moon or to take a unicorn across the ocean to a fantasy land castle. Before we jump into our passage from Proverbs, though, I want to go back and for a few minutes look at our reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 11. These first nine verses tell us the story of the Tower of Babel. And in this story, we are told that the whole world had one language. And they started talking about building a great tower. Come, let us build for us a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. It sounds pretty good, right? Build a great city with a tower that reaches to the heaven and is a monument to the people who built it and all their greatness. Mm. Well, we read next, it sounds like they were likely to succeed in this plan. It says, as if, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. So God decides that this, this needs to change because God has other plans. So the Lord scattered them all over the earth and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Now, some people might be wondering, both back then and now, why would God do this? Was God jealous? Was God nervous or feeling threatened? Well, not likely. It can be argued, though, and it is supported by many biblical scholars, that God's motivation in scattering the people and muddling up their language was centered in the striking contrast between human opinion of its self-achievements and God's viewpoint of such endeavors. You see, human co cooperation 
when it's fueled by and directed towards self-interest, it is shown to be shallow, impotent hubris. So it seems more likely that God was disappointed in the motivations of humanity in their work and disrupted it accordingly. Now, if we move along to our reading from the epistle or letter of James, we find some helpful and honest reflection about our lives and planning. This letter is addressed to the 12 tribes scattered around or likely the Jewish Christians who were dispersed outside of Israel at the time. The first two verses call humanity out on how we look at life and our own plans. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a time or for a little while and then vanishes. The author calls out humanity in the idea of trying to control too much in life trying to plan out too much, especially given that we don't know what tomorrow brings, or for that matter, if we are meant to see tomorrow. James then corrects humans where it is written, instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes, all such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. So here again, we're finding these references to arrogant schemes and evil boasting. Much like the whole building of the Tower of Babel, given the motivations of the people. So not only is there the issue of trying to control everything but the motivations in our doing so are we trying to control everything because we're arrogant enough to believe that we know better that our plans are better i want to caution though and i think it's important to acknowledge that there are some people in this world who cling to trying to control their lives because of the trauma and abuse that they have experienced in their lives people who have suffered trauma will often carry motivations of trying to avoid more trauma or prevent others from having to experience trauma. And those motivations, I don't think, are the issue in their situations. So now we come to our reading from the 19th chapter of Proverbs. Verse 21 is our primary focus this morning, as some of you may have already guessed. Many are the plans in a person's heart but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. This is actually not the only place in Proverbs that we find a focus on the plans of humanity versus God. In Proverbs chapter 16, verses 1 through 9, we find a longer discourse on planning. In that section, it says, To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. The Lord works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked for a day of disaster. 
The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. When the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, he causes their enemies to make peace with them. Better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. In their hearts, human plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. I want you to take a moment here and think about your own life and the plans that you have made over time. Have they all come to fruition exactly as you had laid out? I can very honestly say that in my case, they have not. Ten years ago, I was the executive director of information technology at the University of Illinois Chicago, the liberal arts college, or liberal arts and science college. I had a full staff of people working for me. I oversaw a significant budget and supported over 400 faculty members in 20 academic departments. I had not been planning during any of that time to be standing in a pulpit preaching a message to a United Methodist congregation or really any congregation to be honest. And I can actually take that a step further back. Ten years ago when I held that position of leadership, it was nowhere where I thought I would be five years before that. Five years before that, I was working at a psychology graduate school in Chicago as a web network and systems administrator. There were three of us on staff, and I had always said for my, during my time there that I never wanted to be the person in charge because I liked getting to work with the end users, the people, and I liked to focus on building web applications and supporting the platforms. I didn't want to get pulled into countless meetings like I saw my boss getting called into talking about things that probably could have been an email. But life doesn't always work out the way that we expect or try to plan. Sometimes that ends up being for the better and sometimes maybe for the worse. And I think part of the challenge with all of this talk about human plans and God's plans is the outlying factor of free will. If we have free will, which we claim we do, can we not upset or end God's plans by failing to go along with them? But then in the same breath, we also claim an all-powerful God. So can't God just direct the outcomes of our lives regardless of what we think or do? These two ideas seem to be in conflict with one another, and at some level they are. But the way that I have come to understand this conundrum is that God's plans will happen with or without our participation. And what I mean is that I believe that God invites us to join God in God's plans. But we can choose whether or not we join in. And if we do not join in, I believe that God will find another way without us to accomplish what God's plans are, whether through inviting another person or group of people or through some other means. I believe this understanding allows for both our free will and for God's all-powerful nature and does not preclude one from the other. 
But I do believe that we find ourselves more joyful, more satisfied, more at peace when we do join God in God's plans. And I say that because I believe that God's plans are pure, truthful, merciful, and built from and upon love. Not a love like we might have for one another, but with agape love, a love above all others. God's plans are for us, not against us. God's plans include sending Jesus, God's only son, to die for the sins of humanity and to secure our salvation and eternal life. I also want to point out that all of this doesn't mean that we should never make plans in our lives. It doesn't mean that we should just sit around waiting for something to happen in the world. Not at all. We should be making plans. It is a question of the it's not a question of the plans themselves necessarily, although that does play a role, but it's also the motivation of our plans. If we're making plans in our lives for selfish reasons, those aren't the right motivations. If we're making plans in our lives that cause pain and oppression, those are not the right motivations. Our motivations for our plans must always follow our faith and the commandments to love God and love our neighbors. The truth of our reality is that it's not simple. Our reality is not black and white. As much as we might want it to be, life is just not that simple. There are layers upon layers. There are outside factors that influence situations. There is humanity's free will, which opens all kinds of doors and problems, potentially. Life is complicated. Life is tough. But we have to remember that no matter what comes in our lives, we are not alone. God walks with us every second of every day. There is nowhere where we go or where God calls us to go that God is not already there and has been there. And when we make plans and they fall apart, I don't believe that God is laughing. Especially when those plans have good intentions and good and right motivations. I believe that when those plans fail, when we mourn those kinds of plans, that loss, God mourns with us. So I want to challenge you all today to continue to try and listen for God's invitation to you to join God in God's plans. Use your heart and listen closely. God has a lot of plans, and we may not all be called to be involved in every single one. We are all gifted in different ways. So God may call certain people to certain things and others to other things. God does call us all, though, to the plan of loving God and our neighbors. And I hope that when you hear those callings from God, those invitations, I hope that you accept them and join with God in that work for greater things. I also want you to not give up on the plans that you are making in this life. 
or rather at least the plans that you are making that have pure and loving motivations. I challenge you to invite God to join you. God may join you, may not, or at least may not be a parent. God works in mysterious ways. But God may also join you in those plans and take them to much greater heights than you could ever imagine. The truth is, you will never know if you don't ask. Amen. If you would please turn to pages 15 and 16 in your hymnals as we prepare to celebrate the great Thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. And you say. And also with you. Thank you. Lift up your hearts. We lift we them lift up, them to, up the to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It, it is, is right, right to give our, our thanks and praise. praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, brought us to a land flowing with milk and honey, and set before us the way of life. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, 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 holy Lord, Lord, God of power and might. And might. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. By your great mercy, we have been born anew to a living hope through the resurrection of your Son from the dead, and to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Once we were no people, but now we are your people, declaring your wonderful deeds in Christ, who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. On the day you raised him from the dead, he was recognized by his disciples in the breaking of the bread and in the power of your Holy Spirit. Your church has continued in the breaking of the bread and sharing of the cup. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. died. Christ, Christ is, is risen. Christ, Christ will, will come again. Come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. 
by your spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. In the United Methodist Church, we practice open communion, and what that means is that when we are in that sanctuary and we have that table, that table doesn't belong to me or even to this church or our denomination. That table belongs to Jesus Christ, and Jesus has welcomed everyone. You don't have to be a member of this church or a Methodist or a member of any other denomination for that matter. It doesn't matter your race, your gender, your mental or physical ability, your sexual identity or orientation. It doesn't matter if you are rich or poor, young or old, baptized or unbaptized. All you need to do in order to partake in this holy sacrament is to come with an open heart. Now, we are continuing in our, our pandemic way of, of doing communion individually. We have our two elements, our bread and our juice. Now, you can receive these elements in one of two ways. Both are appropriate and in order. Neither is better than the other. You're not going to get in trouble for doing one instead of the other. You can do what is called intinction, which is a big word that means you dip your bread in your juice and receive your two elements together. Or you can eat the bread and then drink the juice. So I ask that you now prepare your elements, have them at the ready. Brothers and sisters, the body and blood of Christ given for you and all the world, please receive your elements. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. This week we are continuing with ending our service with a praise song. This morning uh, we are going to be hearing a song by Brenton Brown. The song is titled, Hosanna, Praises Rising. So I invite you to please listen to this song and may it fill you and brighten you to go out from this place after our benediction.
Beloved children of God, love the commandments, keep them, honor them, do right by your neighbors, and listen to the Spirit. Now may the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, guide you in the ways of God and fill you with the peace that only Christ can give. Go and serve the Lord. Amen.